and welcome to Plenty of Fish in the Stream, our podcast about romantic comedies on streaming services. I'm your host, Eliza, and with me today is Jake. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm fine, Paul. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, a little uh, how did this get made podcast humor. Uh, I'm doing very well, Eliza. It's nice to see you in our home. It's also, it's very nice to see you today, too, as well. So today, we are talking about the movie Someone Great. Not a great title. Yeah. I feel like that happens more often than not. We're like, what is the, what is the title in reference to? It happens a lot with romantic comedies. It's like just something nondescript and inoffensive and away we go. Yeah. Someone great. Like, I can't even... Okay, so this is on Netflix. Categorized as a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Starring Gina Rodriguez as Jenny, Lakeith Stanfield, my boy, Nate love, um, love as Lakeith. Nate. I love him. Uh, Brittany Snow as Blair and DeWanda Wise as Aaron. Nice. Do you want to do the synopsis real quick? Sure. Um, Jenny and Nate have been dating for nine years and yet inexplicably do not live together. Uh, And they broke up uh, the previous evening to the beginning of this film. Jenny calls her girls into action uh, (laughs) because there is a show playing at the Neon Classic, which I believe is the venue. No, the Neon Classic is the show. Neon Classic is is the show yeah the venue is just so it's like it would be like lala or coachella yeah kind of but it's like more like a secret show it's like yeah, you well, have no, to be I know on the that. inside I just, to like, know yeah it took me a little while to figure out what the neon classic apparently i didn't figure out what the neon classic i was. thought the neon classic was the show yeah, yeah, but it's not. But it's not the band. No, no, no. It is the show. It's the show. Okay, cool. So, so Neon Classic is having a secret show, um, and they are trying to get tickets. They're trying to get in, and she is trying to shake the breakup. Yeah, she's trying just trying to get that off her. Also, on the eve of her moving to from New York City to San Francisco, um, to pursue her dream job of working at Rolling Stone. Yes. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's one of those, like, we get a lot of, a lot of flashbacks, but it's one of those, like, day happens in one, mm-hmm. or movie happens in one day kind yeah. of movies. It's like yeah, an yeah. after hours or a... Go. Go. Yeah. Um, kind or of, a 24. Yeah. Or a Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> Although Die Hard is an even much more contained timeline than this one. This, they have all day here. Can't hardly wait. Sorry. I was working on that one for Can't a while. It's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Like a yeah. breakfast club. Yep. Yep. It's all like. So we've got. <laughs> yeah. We get examples of that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say. So we decided now with the format of Plenty of Fish in the Stream, we are going to tell you up front if we catch or release this movie. Oh, sure. Um, so that you can decide with that information whether you want to stop and watch the movie before listening to us go on about it or if you want to just listen to the podcast. Sure. What do you think, Jake? Oh, I'd catch this one. I would catch this one. Absolutely. With a few caveats, uh, just for your... and Any romantic comedy watcher needs to know that this is very much an adult movie. Sure. You know, this is not... Oh, sure. This is the, this is the kind of romantic comedy that disappeared with mid-budget filmmaking yeah this would this was gone without streaming this is like a this was like a mid to late 90s indie romantic i hesitate to even call it a comedy but it, there's a lot of funny yeah. stuff in it but sure. it's it's real i was trying to think about that. i was trying to think because i you know i can think of this. one second just let me finish my warning of course so guys a lot of language a lot of drug use yeah. a lot of casual sex 
Yeah. So just you got to be down for that uh, to to jump into this catch. Hard R. Yeah, it's a hard R. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of what tone this movie has, like what it's similar to, because like in terms of plot, I, I've got, you know, the, the autopsy of the relationship movies, right? Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a weird, I can't really think of any like female friendships that are this line of drama comedy. I can think of like comedy comedies and I can think of drama dramas. Yeah. And I'm having a hard time thinking of like celebration of female relationships, comedy and drama. Sure. Well, what would you ca- classify bridesmaids in that? I mean, it's obviously a comedy comedy, but the relationships stay real. Yeah, but it's also yeah, it's it's but it's it's a lot more com- comedic than this. Yes, absolutely. They and, they're playing for yeah, the joke yeah, yeah. in bridesmaids here. They put you in some situations with some and there's there's a couple of clever improvers who pop up to try and throw some laughs at you mm-hmm. but it's much more it's much more hipster brooklyn day in the life than it is like we're going to we're going to gut you with laughter it's actually it's a lot more search party too or it's like search party is a yeah. show on uh TBS or TNT oh. one of them uh starring maybe from arrest development it's a very brooklyn it's like taking the piss out of Brooklyn kind of show. Yeah, very tongue-in-cheek. Or a missing person, rather, not yeah. a murder. Um, but yes, it has that vibe. Yeah. Although this, I feel like, made fun of Brooklyn less. It's I think true. It, it buys into the Brooklyn lifestyle way more. Yeah. And sells it. It's That's what it's selling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Is this the first movie that we've watched set in New York since we went to New York? We took a trip to New York, guys. It's no big deal. Don't have to be jealous. <laughs> um, y- yes-ish. It's the it's the first one that like New York is supposed to be a character in the movie. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I th- I feel like it is. Um, only because this time I kept kind of like trying to peer around shots, being like, "Were we there? Were we there?" Not not even were we there, but like, where's the New York I saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't see it in this shot. Like they're 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 framing New York nicely. Yeah, in this they frame movie. all the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's like, can you just widen the scope a little bit? Here? Yeah, you know. no, they but they they're romanticizing yeah. New York, which totally. is what that's movies what and doing. TV do, and that's yeah. fine. Um, but yeah, I just I found myself kind of like trying to peer out of the corners of the shots for well, things. Well, t- sure. To me, it felt like the i don't not to get too much into the our trip of it all but like when we went to brooklyn and and new york now myself as an adult with all mm-hmm. these people who i know love and respect who like really enjoy the city like i expected to go there and be like this place is rad and it, it didn't happen for me which we had some rad times we had yeah we had some very great we had great food we had some very uh, rad times but it was not the New York I saw in this movie. No. And I just don't think I feel like New York the way these people no. feel like New York. That's yeah. how I feel about LA. The way these people feel about New York is the way I feel about LA. Yeah, you, you just want to drive down, you just want to drive down palm tree lined streets and like see it in slow-mo shots in your head. Yeah, well, I'm just like surrounded by <laughs> mountains and the ocean, you know? Yeah, sorry. I apologize, guys. I'm sick. Okay, so someone great. The interesting thing about it to me is that we're looking at 
very we're looking at different relationships kind mm-hmm. of in a way that like love actually will and that yeah. they're obviously showing us different relationships yeah i was just thinking about the way each of these three women is at a, a very different stage in their relationships but all but at the same stage of their life which is again this is interesting so these these are these women are all about to turn 30 they went to college together they're settling into careers yeah they're settling into relationships they this feel is the like time. they have to grow up one way or another like we have like one girl who's like i was going to be married by 30 we have one girl who's like my life is going to end because i'm turning 30 and then we have you know the the career oriented girl who's like i'm 30 and i just got my dream job yeah you know yeah totally and and so i like i like that aspect of it so we have um gina and lakeith are our main relationship yeah jenny and nate and here's the most interesting thing about that to me like this their scenes are genuinely romantic Mm -hmm. they have a good chemistry together yes i feel like without lakeith stanfield the actor Mm -hmm. playing this guy he could come off like a real loser like he was he like in his scenes like he's very supportive of her but he's also like i don't know what i want to do he's like Mm -hmm. i'm not ready to leave new york he's like he's like that guy who maybe maybe not the i love you scene mm-hmm. like but it but like that loser guy who all he has going on in his life is her you know yeah like oh our kiddo has a bad cough too is she yeah. settling she's settled yeah. okay but with lakeith in there yeah he makes it cool just because he is so you never know with that guy. Maybe it's just because we discovered him through the show Atlanta. Yeah. And his character is so brilliantly I philosophical in that show. Adore his character so much the in best. Atlanta. The best. Um, that like maybe I'm dragging some of that personality into the every other performance of his. I don't think you are. I think I think what is being dragged into it is that Lakeith Stanfield has mad charisma. Yeah. He just has charisma, but it's also not like it's not your usual leading man charisma. No. It's a charisma that feels enigmatic. Mm -hmm. It feels like you can't really put your finger on it. He's that guy who doesn't belong to any clique in high school, but Mm -hmm. every clique know he's he's cooler than them. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a little bit of like a little bit of Stillwaters run deep, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't like emote hugely but you can see a lot of things happening in there. Yeah, absolutely. And that, so that, like, I feel like he being in this movie was a big get for them in terms of, like, making us care about that relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, yeah, in the writing of Nate, you're right. He's not, he doesn't have a, a lot. And not even just the character doesn't have a lot. The character doesn't have a lot. But the, the writing of the character, you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. that that person doesn't have a lot going on. Right. It's that that character is not but he terribly deeply written. He doesn't, though, either. Like, no, he, it's true. He's he basically there to, like, even when they start fighting all the time, when, the, when all of the flashbacks turn into fights, mm-hmm. and it's clear that, like... Even all of that is about Jenny. Yeah. So Jenny, like, clearly has her... She's going for it. Yeah. You know? And he's a little bit more dragging his feet or whatever but even when they talk about their fights all she says about him is his like you don't even care about the people you work with you want me to behave at this work function we don't know what he's doing we don't know if he knows any of these people how long he's been at the job like yeah. none of it's all through the lens of jenny yeah which it should be she's the lead character of the movie yeah but i i don't feel like nate 
like any of Nate's stuff mattered. No, no. This is a film about Jenny. Yeah. And Blair and Aaron. Yeah. Um, and Nate is just a frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's, 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 he's almost like, uh, it, okay, Nate, you know what Nate is? Hmm. He's the role Zoe Deschanel would play. He's the Manic Pixie Dream Boy? <laughs> well, not, not not necessarily, because the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, when Zoe Deschanel does it, there's another layer to yeah. it where she will oh, yeah. end up breaking your heart, too. Like, she's, no, she's no, not no. just the there to fulfill your... The Manic Pixie Dream Girl always breaks your heart. I thought she was just there to, to raise you up and turn you into a better person. Raise you up, bring you to life, and then she's gone. Oh, I didn't realize that no, she always... No, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is uh, an ephemeral thing oh okay well then but nate doesn't empower her in the way a zoe deschanel does so i'm you know yeah like he well she doesn't need it no she doesn't need it i mean he's always supportive they almost set it up like she does because he she she meets him at a party where she's looking for her ex who just broke her her heart yeah so she has i don't think i don't think they ever got together he was just the crush that she wanted no her and matt were together they were yeah okay yeah, they had been, they had dated. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's Nate and Jenny. And then we have Blair. Do you remember Blair's boyfriend's name? Blair's boyfriend's name. No, but he was amazing. He He's was on fantastic. SNL. I don't yeah. remember his name. I don't remember his name. Greg. So they're, they're like in this stagnant relationship where she like actually cannot stand him anymore, but just is like kind of committed to like her, um, you know, we've been together, we are together, I'm planning on getting married before I turn 30, so this must be the thing. Well, and, and, and they're just, they're very polite and nice with each other. Yeah, like they're yeah. just so thoughtful toward each other during this stagnant relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have um, Aaron and her girlfriend Leah, and Aaron has been afraid of commitment um, ever since, since well that don't need to get into that yeah. um and uh but she really likes leah but she's still as scared of commitment as ever and yeah. so those are kind of those are the other two relationships romantic relationships yeah. that we're seeing totally she's really dragging her feet about meeting leah's friends yeah uh, and just taking that next step to it and you and i like going into the movie had very different interpretations of what was going on there yeah, yeah. too we saw different things in it but like so and this movie dissects those relationships uh, very well. Yeah. And you get a, you you get a very solid arc on them. The, the only relationship that truly matters in a real world way to them is the is the three is of them. Jenny Nate. Oh yeah, yeah. And and then the three of them. It is about like yeah. friends. It's almost like a romance movie dedicated to female friendship. Yeah more than anything else and the people that you knew and are you growing together at the same rate and i'm telling you man it's got that indie movie vibe yeah. where they're going to where it's very relationship oriented but like you were saying when we were watching it 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 feels low-key um high budget yeah it feels it feels, so like it's got a little bit more than like, I, I would say that's a little bit better produced than the average indie movie. I'm, I'm the, going back to the 90s indie movie thing. Yeah. Where they they had some money to throw at indie gotcha, movies. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, like, there's this, the crowd scenes feel populated. Like, yeah. every side character feels... Oh, gosh, they really do. Yeah. Like, Neon Classic was 
really populated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the restaurants, anytime they're out in public, there are people around. You know, so, well, I mean, it's not surprising. They're on location in New York. We've I mean, been, we've been uh, together for a long time now, but like I, I can tell sometimes when we're like watching a TV show and we're coming up on something that's supposed to be populated and I'm like, oh boy, how much of their budget <laughs> do they spend on this? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's one of those little like telltale signs of like how long we've been together. Sure, sure. Um, it's, it's, but that, but so that's great. Like I love that, that like a movie this personal and small in terms of scope like it's about people and their feelings yeah and adult people not teenage people yeah you know like this is this is a market that has to go to streaming now to experience like a movie like this usually now is a six episode television show yeah you know or Absolutely. like like a 10 episode There's television been like show two major film company produced like rom-coms in the last couple of years and one of them was um was that Jennifer Lopez one week? Second act. That wasn't a romantic movie. No, though. it's not. But like, like I'm just saying, that's my point is like to try and find something that like fits the bill. You, I mean, but this doesn't technically fit the bill of a rom-com either. But it is about, it is heavily about romance. Yeah. Like it is about romantic relationships, uh, no matter which way you slice it and dice it. Has, the, the Blair one is resolved so quickly. Yeah. It has no arc. It's established resolved i'd say that and i love that about it blair's arc is the return of bad blair that's yeah. that's blair's arc yeah is that she needs to to reconnect with bad blair right so she's all she's all proper and working at her social media job yeah at this company um and they keep asking for bad blair to return after Jenny and Nate have broken up and Jenny wants one last hurrah with her girls in New York mm-hmm. at Neon Classic before they go. And of course, there is this subplot where they find out like Nate's probably going to be at Neon Classic and is she trying to reconnect with him as well? Yeah. Is there a name for like what subgenre would you call Annie Hall? Does it have a name? Annie Hall is, uh, I would call it like a dromcom. Okay. I want to I want to start calling these the autopsy of a relationship. Oh yeah, that's ab- that's absolutely that is absolutely what it is. Yeah, so we've got Annie Hall, we've got Five Hundred Days of Summer, and now we've got someone great. Sure, autopsy of a relationship. I'm sure there's more. Yeah, yeah, there's loads more. Those are the ones that immediately came to mind. Sure, for sure. Um, I and yeah, I mean it's a solid it's a solid move too because we're so programmed to go into movies about romance thinking it's all about the meat the meeting of the person Mm -hmm. through maybe like a funny misunderstanding or something to like establishing the relationship. You got to go from meeting them to overcoming a problem together to from now on, this is their relationship. Yeah. And in this case, I, I do like, I do like a good like watching and it's not like a big thing. They just are at different stages of who, they are as people mm-hmm. just talking about the jenny nate dynamic now yeah. she has to go to san francisco he isn't ready or willing to follow her there yeah and that's it when she finally writes her like poem it they almost sound like song lyrics mm-hmm. on the subway yeah as she's going to like resolve it in her mind the mm-hmm. the her and nate of it all like we finally hear some of her writing and it's very good yeah which it is, is which is awesome. Yeah, it's really nice when they're like when they set you up with a character and they're like they're really good at what they do, and then they actually like deliver some of what they do in some way. And it's actually good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. even better. Yeah, that's fa- that's fantastic. So so well done there. Unlike that like 
Christmas movie where she was supposed to be a baker and she was putting like obviously Pepperidge Farm like cookies onto a tray. Yeah. And they were like cling, cling, cling because they were so hard. And I was like, mm-hmm. Nah, totally. You're a real baker over there. <laughs> we talked about Blair's arc. So so then Erin's arc is is about her coming to terms with the fact that like, I guess that she's just going to have to grow up someday. Mm-hmm. And she really likes Leah. And so today may as well be the day that she starts taking those steps right well not even like today might as well be the day it feels to me more like i've been postponing this but this person i actually like enough to to finally make those steps yeah yeah the way that they do it is very nice blair's like i want to go to a farmer's market like (laughs) that's what you that's what turning 30 means instead of like going out partying you want to go to a farmer's market in the morning and I think that's a solid way of putting it. And Aaron is like, I I do want to go to a farmer's market. That sounds really that comforting sounds like, right now. Yeah. And that's like, I, I'm totally down with it. Yeah. Like this idea of, of chasing the eternal youth of the 20s in New York seems exhausting to me. It just sounds exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. We had some great bit characters. Oh, they had two kind of weird fairy godmothers going on in this. There's obviously RuPaul. Yeah. Um, Who we didn't realize was RuPaul until at the end credits, but we realized it was someone. And um, the other one uh, is Matt is kind of the like... That's bizarre that he's a fairy godmother. The screwed up fairy godmother. Yeah. So... Matt was her boyfriend in college for a second. Yeah. And he's the one who kind of comes through with access to Neon Classic. Yeah. And he's also, like, um, really predatory. Yeah. I don't think he meant to be predatory. I think when he offered them passes, he was just doing it as, like, a, hey, you know. Yeah. No, I I mean, like, he's also, like, he sought consent for everything that he did. Yeah. So Blair basically jumps Matt several times in this movie. Uh, But there's just several times when you like look over at him and he's like just gently leering in the background, you know? I think that is not even a choice. I think that's just that actor. Okay. (laughs) I I feel like he might be that dude who's like, but there's also a point at which a guy with long hair being charming also looks like leering. Okay. Now, uh, you don't you think don't you think so? I will have to evaluate that statement and get back to you. I just feel like I feel like he was standing over there just being like chill and like smiley. Yeah. Uh, but also looking at our main characters. Yeah. And just because of that, like we're like. Well, I was thinking specifically of in the car with Jenny. Oh well, that was the that was also the fault of the hard edit. Hmm. Like he said something about like not trying anything, just wanting to get her to the after party. And then it was a hard cut to a medium close up on his face in the car staring at her. <laughs> and I don't it wasn't his intentions I don't believe were bad, especially when we get to the party he doesn't try anything or yeah. anything. Like when they talk, he's again super chill. I feel like at that point already he's property of Blair, you know? He According did try to the to, movie. He tried to clean she like spilled on herself and he tried to clean it up and she's like, "All right, all right, get away." Yeah, no, that's true. That is that is a creepy move. Mm-hmm. That's a creepy move. Cuz I mean she spilled on her blouse. So yeah. it was uh, yeah. Anyway, this is a weird side thing. So we probably when this first showed up on Netflix, we watched a trailer for it. Yeah. And it did not grab our attention. I mean, it seemed fine, but we definitely saw a different trailer yesterday. We did. And that trailer worked that we saw more. worked a lot more. It, it really hinged on two elements that drew me in. 
One was her conversation with a stranger who shows up in one scene in the subway. Mm-hmm. Then her and uh, Aaron singing to Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, it seems like they had this movie completely shot. Mm-hmm. And it was a good movie. It was a solid movie. But if you think about the way the characters interact with each other and you think about the way that dialogue happens in the movie, it's it feels like there probably weren't a bunch of trailer moments. Yeah. And so if we have them dancing to Lizzo in one thing, we'll reshoot that. Boom. We have them dancing to a Just Broke Up With You song. Mm-hmm. All right? And then we have, if we get this really f- engaging, fun, of-the-moment uh, improver, mm-hmm. comedian down in the subway with her for one scene so she can explain kind of the premise of the movie. Yeah. And this woman vamps off of her. I don't know. I feel Because like they, they had they... these little comedians sprinkled throughout the movie. They had the kid in the loft who uh, was going to sell inter- them. But he was integral to the story. He was integral, but there were plenty of like moments in there that would have been really good for a trailer. Um, and we didn't get any of those. Uh, RuPaul could have given us moments for a trailer. Not um, really, though. The RuPaul thing couldn't have given us a bunch of moments for the trailer. No, you don't. If think you think about their interactions in there, that was like one of the more down beats in the story. They just do this for you. The dogs on the cushion. Okay, the dogs on the cushion would be good, but it, uh, it's that's a hard moment to work into a trailer. It's not a trailer beat. Okay. That's a that's a beat in a quirky movie in a scene. Yeah. That beat might be entertaining but it doesn't tell me anything about the movie. I mean, definitely that that conversation at the beginning is like, let, give me the, the premise in a nutshell. Yeah. Here you go. And because of how funny the woman in the subway station was is the reason I wanted to watch this last night. Yeah. And she is, we saw her entire scene in the she trailer. She was on fire. She was on fire. That girl was on fire. She was. And I thought she was going to be in more of the movie. Yeah. I did not, once she was gone, I was like, oh man, she's not going to be in any more of this movie. But the movie was good enough that I wasn't bothered by that. Yeah. The other thing, also, that's not about romance, and I'm talking too much right now. That's right. What's the other thing that's not about romance? Well, I mentioned to you last night while we were watching this, but there's been a serious uptick in movies lately, much more casual drug use, not just movies, like Mm -hmm. shows too. Is Molly ecstasy? I believe they're at least related, but I'm clearly, really not the we, person. Yeah, clearly we know a lot about this subject. I just I just have noticed it popping up a lot more frequently. Are you Googling it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't ask me to pronounce the actual name of the drug, commonly known as ecstasy or Molly. Good Lord. What is happening to you? I like I stopped being able to read off of my screen. Molly and ecstasy. Wow, I can't say it. Can you say it? Ecstasy? Ecstasy. See, I can't. I stopped what? being able to say that word. What that? Are you on ecstasy right now? <laughs> I believe it has an X, a hard X in it. Um, no. Say ecstasy. Ecstasy. <laughs> I can't oh do it. God. What happened? I don't know, man. You have been able to say this word before, I think. I'm pretty sure that's true. Say X. X. Say Stacy. Stacy. Say ecstasy. Ecstasy. There I did go. it. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. And now that we've unlocked that, <laughs> um, let's talk about kisses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we have a, a few things that in listening to old episodes of our show came up once or twice, and we would like now, now to integrate them as part of kind of a wrap up. Yeah. So we would like, I would like to, uh, we would like to discuss the first kiss and the last kiss. I gotta say too, this is this is I'm great. This is so I'm so glad we're talking about this. Um, one of the things I really like about the autopsy of the relationship 
as a genre is mm. you're not just seeing them in the flirtatious banter leading up to being together. You're watching them be together. You yeah. see the meat of the relationship and like just overall Nate and Jenny fantastic chemistry yeah just fantastic they're really solidly like playing off of each other and like there's a bunch of inside jokes that you're seeing play out unannoyingly Mm -hmm. a really good back and forth between the two of them but they also go out of their way to the director the writer director of this movie i don't know her name but she did a great job is jennifer caton robinson she did a fantastic job and she went out of her way in the middle of this movie when you already started to kind of feel like something was up with Jenny and Nate that that they didn't just break up because of San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know? And there's this extended scene where they're kind of in a fight mm-hmm. and then they half apologize, quickly have sex, and then immediately afterwards, you're kind of seeing a distance in both of their eyes. Yeah. But they play out the entire thing in like real time. Yeah. And it's... It feels weird. Yeah, it does. And it's great. Yeah. Like that perfectly captured that feeling of being in a relationship that the future is hazy, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you, you're you in this relationship and you know you're in this relationship and you're going to be in this relationship, but you don't all the time really know why anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or if it's really making you happy anymore. Mm-hmm. And that scene perfectly captured it yeah. without ever... With just two actors' eyes. Yeah. You know? Well, and I mean, they, they're, they're, this was like a four or five tissue movie for me. And it was all obviously in strength of performance. Yeah. So do you remember their first kiss? Uh, I do remember their first kiss. It wasn't the first kiss that we saw. I'm, I'm talking chronologically their first kiss. Oh, okay. Kiss. I was talking in the movie. Okay. The first kiss. That, um, so no, I don't remember their first kiss in the movie. I just remember the... The one that was their first kiss. Where was that one? Chronologically. So it was after the party when they okay. were hooking up That was up also after. the first kiss in the movie. That was the first kiss yeah. in the movie. I just assumed that we'd seen. It was their first kiss in yeah. the movie. Okay, cool. So or we it saw it. like f- it to me. Okay. They definitely framed it as a big deal. It looked awkward to me. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it, it seemed like two people who weren't familiar with kissing each other. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. <laughs> but... Like, still in a way that has chemistry. I it felt a little fumbly to me. Yeah. In a way that their personal interactions did not. And I, I mean, it didn't take me out of the movie, but I thought like, ah, oh, I would ask for a second take on that one. Wow. We had different takes on that kiss. Yeah. Interesting. What about the last kiss? Um, Fountain. Fountain? He say like so it's 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 we think he's come back to the to meet her at the fountain where they've drawn their heart. Yeah. And he's like there there's I need to go like we need to give this a try. We'll visit or I'll come with you or whatever. Yeah. And they kiss there and okay. then she wakes up. And that kiss I was like, ah, that's a good kiss. <laughs> yeah. They were giving us the beat that we wanted at the end of a romantic movie. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's the beat she was holding on to in her heart, even though in her writing previously she had let go of him. Yeah. Which is good. I think that this movie is was really good at, at that, right? Like l- getting out of a relationship or letting go of someone is not one clean break. It's like a series. Yeah. It's like a series of small scenarios. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah. And we got... We got all those vignettes. Yeah. We got a couple of false starts and 
so a couple I liked, of real ends. I like the last kiss better than the first kiss. Nice. I don't know about you. I don't remember the last kiss. Sure. Ooh. Not super memorable. Um, another question. Is there a better romantic interest for our main character than the one they picked? No. Agreed. Yeah. And basically because it's Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there, there just isn't in general. Like if Lakeith Stanfield could be the romantic interest in every movie, I'd be very happy about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, he was also very good in Death Note, also a Netflix original. Um, that having been said, this story also did not offer us, it basically offered us Matt as an alternative. Yeah. Um, which. I mean, she could have gone after Blair's fella. Sure. I, the, look, 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 just for, this, for a second. Blair comes back to the apartment has she has she cheated on him at this point yeah okay so she's cheated on him with matt her her possibly this is the second time she's cheated on him with matt i can't remember the chronology no no. No, they'd had sex at least once before this movie and i can't remember yeah yeah. Yeah, but i don't think he was with i think that was back in college days okay so i don't think they've seen each other really since college cool um so she comes back to the apartment and the nice guy is cleaning her room they're cleaning the whole apartment yeah and she's like will you sit down for a second and he sits down and she's like i don't think this is working anymore and he's like first she's like are you happy yeah and he says yes yeah and then and then she says i don't think this is working anymore and he's like oh thank god he's so happy but here's the thing in this movie what's the director's name uh, Jennifer Caton Robinson. The kind of environment she created on set allowed for actors to explore whatever they wanted. Because after they decide that breaking up's the best thing, and he's gonna get, he's gonna get out of there. He stands up and he does a slow double butt flex <laughs> <laughs> right on camera. It's a beautiful moment. Yeah, like I feel like he was only. I feel like he wasn't even doing it in character. I feel like he was doing it because he knew as soon as he stood up, that shot would no longer be used. Yeah. Because it, it was for him sitting. Yeah. So when he stood up before walking out, he did a very focused double butt flex <laughs> and then walked out of frame. And I love that she kept it in. Yeah. It's so, such a strange choice. <laughs> it takes you out of everything, but feels great in this movie. I agree. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. So, um, there was no better man for her. No. And then is there anything glaring that you would have changed about this movie? Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, no. I really liked the, their chemistry together as a group of friends. Yeah. Um, I feel like that question will be much easier to answer <laughs> once we get into some of the the holiday yeah. movies. Absolutely. The holiday romance movies. Yeah. I think this year we should, even though there's probably going to be a swath of them for us to do, I think we should take a, take a run at uh, Holiday in Handcuffs. Okay. Or Handcuffs for a Holiday, Sounds whatever that great. one was. I think we owe it to ourselves, I Jake. think so. Or, or we could also do uh, the sequel to Christmas Prince. No. We've already watched it. We watched Christmas Prince. We didn't watch Christmas Prince too. Didn't we? No. The Prince's Revenge. Well, what's wrong with us? I don't know. I thought it's we were It's called do The it Prince's like, no, Revenge? Not. No, that would be great if it was. That would be great. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah. What would you name this? I That's was thinking a good one. about this. Like, like, what's a better title for this movie? It's not a great title, but Girls' Night Out, but that's already... Isn't that Yeah, that's, that's, a, Scar that's a Scar Jo movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, which is fun, especially when they break into Anna Faris's house and she's playing... Anna Faris is playing Anna Faris. That's fun. Um, but so like this one, like I don't know if Neon Classic is a real thing, Ooh. but it's already a better title. 
Yeah. Someone great is so, first of all, it says nothing about this movie. I mean, is it Jenny? Is Jenny someone great? N- Nate's not. I Actually, there's a, I have a note about the names. It feels, I feel like all of the names are like really bland cookie cutter names mm-hmm. that the screenwriter popped in and is like, you know, maybe once they're cast, I'll like <laughs> tailor the name a little bit more. And then she never did. Right. Like we, Jenny, Nate. Aaron, Matt, they're just all like really common. Common. They're very common names. Absolutely. I thought you were talking about titles for a second. And well, just in, the title as in well. general to these movies, like some kind of wonderful or mm-hmm. like, um, I think and I like, I like yours. Neon classic sold. But like all of these, I feel like there's just something about these romantic comedies. They were, there's no way the screenplay was called someone great. Yeah. There's no way it was probably called something like, um oh jenny's last day celeste and jenny forever or celeste and jesse jesse forever is another autopsy of a a relationship (laughs) i really liked that movie i know you did i was less enamored by it i know for some reason romantic comedies more than any other genre invite you to name it something so vanilla Mm -hmm. that you can never remember what title applies to what movie? What about, I feel this way about action movies too. Like I love action movies, mm-hmm. but still there's like five or six action movies where if you threw the title at me, I'd have to sit there for like a solid 30 seconds before I could remember which one we're currently talking about. <laughs> okay. They're no. all like monosyllable. Never mind. I'm, I'm just, I'm, it's not, it's not romantic comedies more than any other action movies do it. Sudden death, sudden impact, like uh, hard to kill, hard target. Like there's just like a bunch of like rando horror movies do this too. Yeah. Like it's called like um, murder, murder mysteries. Like there's so many. Yeah. Do you know how many Lady in the Lakes there are? Sure, lots of those. Yeah. And or ho- Body in, horror, in the it's Lake. Like, or uh, it's like uh, torrid or ripped or torn. Yeah. You know, it's like like it's all like those kind of words. Yeah. Slither. Yeah, even like Crawl. What did Crawl really have to do with that movie? Uh, well, alligators, alligators crawl. Is that? It's is the that, way they move out of water. That's what we call? Okay. I All liked right. that movie too. I liked that movie as well. I'm just like, I was... like <laughs> Hear they, that plenty of fish in the stream? Check out <laughs> Crawl right now. It was very good. It was very tense. I, uh, I wouldn't rate any of the kisses in that movie no there were none exactly yes instead of kisses you get uh limb ripping yes <laughs> by alligators yes 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 we're on off that topic. note <laughs> <laughs>